Hello, everyone. Excited to be here with you. I have a very cool guest on the show today. Her name is Kelly Kristen, and her Instagram is at Miss Kelly Kristen. We are going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about being in a relationship as a couple, business, women in power, and many other ways to empower yourself and live the life of your dreams, manifestation, uh, reprogramming, and lots and lots more. So thank you for joining us. Please, if you enjoy the show, subscribe, leave us a great review on iTunes, and share this episode with someone that you know will enhance their life. I myself love getting new episodes referrals from friends. It's so easy to share a show. So have you already checked my uh, new website, nataliecrowd.com? I just recently relaunched my site. And I'm going to invite you to go into the members portal area and see if one of the membership levels that I offer speaks out to you. Every month, I offer a call, a group call, as well as meditations, rituals, and so much more that I share on the platform. This is a great way for us to work closer together and also to get to know the community a little bit more intimately. All right, so wherever you are, I hope you're having an amazing day. Enjoy the show, have fun, and join us in conversation for Miss Kelly and I. Welcome to Life on Earth. The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm here with an ultra special guest, Miss Kelly. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for being a part of your show. So, yeah, I was looking at your Instagram, and um, I love uh, so many things that I want to explore with you today. What, um, What is the name of your brand, and like, what are you doing? Can you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, so um, my brand is essentially me. I'm mm-hmm. Kelly Kristen. Um, you can find me everywhere. Um, just as Kelly Kristen, what I do is I help women um, that want to heal, like finally heal from the past, move on, reconnect to their feminine power um, so that they can really live the life that they're meant to, the life that they want to, um, fully expressed as the truth of who they are and just show that to the world. I do a lot of subconscious mind work um, to really kind of get them to that point where they can really release on a mind and body level and then reprogram them for success so they can step into that new way of being. Yeah, I love your mission. I was reading about it a lot. And I also love um, that you have this, you know, about empowering women. So I definitely want to get more into it. But for now, I was thinking, maybe hoping you could share how you got into this, your story with us. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely a very empowered woman as I stand now, right? And I'm all about speaking your truth and just standing up for yourself and what you believe in. And I really came to that because I spent a lot of my life, you know, not doing that. And, um, I was in an abusive relationship for about six years and leaving that and like finally breaking out of that and really doing it in a way, like running out of my house with no shoes on, like slamming the door and like, I got to get out of here kind of thing. Um, and never going back to that was sort of like the catalyst to what I do now. And I went through a whole process, right? Like leaving that, I had to kind of find out again who I was, what I was about, and really do the work to heal myself so it would never happen again. Um, I knew that experience was going to be able to serve me. I just didn't know how. And my whole thought process of getting out of that was like, I can never allow this to be my life again. I can never allow myself to feel disempowered again. So from that point, I really went on a mission of just like soul searching of finding myself and finding out how that happened and 
why my life looked the way I did. And I just became really, really curious. And it really set me on a path of really getting into personal development. So I kind of started there. Mm-hmm. And then just sort of this insatiable thirst to, it's just to go further and to learn more and to learn more and to learn how and to learn why. And, you know, I ended up actually going through this time period after leaving that where I was just super happy. I mean, I would use the word elated. I was like Mm -hmm. living a new life. I was on cloud nine. I had gotten myself out of this really bad relationship. I felt like I was enjoying life for the first time in a really long time. I was like, oh my gosh, everything is so good. Life is so amazing. (laughs) And you know, then I was just kind of trying to approach it from a place of, okay, that's fine. It happened. It's in the past. I'm going to move on and everything's going to be all good. And then my body was just kind of like time out. It's not all good. And I ended up with a couple of autoimmune disorders. I got pretty sick. I ended up with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, where you got little cysts on your ovaries and also a hypothyroid. Like my thyroid was just coming in at like so low on the numbers. And it was like I was faced with a choice point there to be on medication for the rest of my life or to figure out how to heal. So I went on the healing path, got really into holistic health, decided to completely heal myself of those autoimmune disorders. And it was sort of on that path where I realized, yeah, I could do all of the gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, heal my gut, all of this stuff. But if I wasn't healing my trauma and really doing that deep inner work to release Um, that stuff from my mind and body, then I wasn't fully healed. So I went even further than holistic health, got really into subconscious mind work, um, and then also into just embodiment practices to get myself back into my body so that I could integrate everything and truly like release the trauma from my mind and body to move forward and to be able to live a full life and fully accept and love myself as I am. Wow, that's an amazing journey. So how long, um, I mean, you did say, you know, you were in this relationship for seven, but how long did it take you to sort of like come back to yourself after, you know, through this whole process? Years? Are we talking about years or? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a process because, you know, I... I wanted to learn everything. Like I just, I'm one of those people that it's like, I have to know why and how, why and how. And I always go further and further and further. So to me, it's really, it was probably a solid three years of just learning, learning and learning. And then, um, you know, integrating that now. And now it's like, I can teach those processes and I work with my clients and these things, you know, and I can, we can work on things in eight weeks and it took me, you know, maybe five years to learn and integrate it. And now it's like, I can teach those and move people through that within eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. And that's very empowering, uh, Chris. And so, Okay, so you were so you did that. So at what point did you feel that it was a calling that you wanted to, um, you know, once you found yourself and you were feeling good and more holistic, more whole? And then how did you feel like, you know, this now I want to I want to help others? Like, was there anything that happened or was just very natural to you? Yeah, well, I felt like I've always been somebody who wanted to help others. Um, I think it's just sort of in me, like I'm a natural born teacher and leader. So for me, it was just something like I knew that I had to use my personal experience to be able to help others. Otherwise, there would have been no point for me in my life to have gone through that. So it was just one of those things that was like, I'm going to take this thing that maybe some people would consider to be really terrible or really bad and use it in my advantage and use it to become the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, You know, and I'm not just talking about like the abuse, but I'm talking about the autoimmune disorders. I'm talking about everything that comes into my life daily that if one person of one mind could be like, oh, this is so terrible. My mindset is whatever comes my way, I'm going to use it for my good because it's all here for my good and my growth. And um, I just truly feel that my purpose on this planet is to share, be the truth seeker so that I can then share the truths with other people. That's really beautiful. So today you're a life coach, mm-hmm. right? And, um, but I feel like you also have programs. So can you tell us what your, what your, you know, your business, I guess, or what your practice kind of is like? 
Yeah, totally. So I, yeah, I do work with clients one-on-one or in programs where I'm essentially doing this kind of work of healing, reprogramming, moving you forward in life. Um, I do a, a couple of different things and also do some some work with women that also want to get into leadership, like really getting them into that leadership mindset so that they can run their own businesses as well, if that's what they're looking to do. Um, But everything is for me is really rooted in teaching people like how to actually heal, move forward and like really reprogramming themselves on the level of identity to step into a new way of being. Um, And, you know, it's funny because I used to approach like when I first sort of started as just being like, okay, just reprogram your mind to be the person that you're meant to be. And that's it, you know, like step into that next level version and that's it. And then, you know, it became really clear to me that the release is just not important, if not more important than the reprogramming. So everything that I do really does start with like first clearing out what needs to be cleared so that you can have the clear mind and the clear body um, to be able to move forward. I'm also really passionate about connecting women to their feminine power. You know, we live in a society that is very, very structured and, you know, by the patriarchy. And I don't mean that to be like it's not, when I say patriarchy, it's not like anything against men. It's just the fact that we live in a patriarchal society and it's set up in a way not for the feminine flow. And, you know, we live at a time now where there's a lot of women, you know, we have this reversal of gender roles where women are working, women are empowered, they're doing anything that a man can do essentially. And we've sort of lost the balance of masculine and feminine energy. So I help people to like really get back in touch with their feminine energy so that they can have the business that doesn't, you know, that isn't hustle, hustle, go, 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 do all the time and still be successful where they have the relationship that has that really great passion and in polarity. You know, I see this a lot in very successful women where they're disconnected from their relationship because they're always in masculine mode and they don't know how to actually be feminine in their relationship. So reconnecting women back to that as well is something I love, love, love. Yeah, that's a really important thing. Like you said, it's uh, something that's going on a lot in the world that we're stepping into positions of power and it's a beautiful thing, but it's also so important to cultivate uh, the feminine side. And and I'd love to hear that you're doing that, you know. Um, The um, relationships that are abusive, that happens so much, you know, And, and it's so great that you... Uh, went through that experience and overcame it and you're now here and you can also shed some light into the path. I feel like that happens to a lot of women or maybe even at one point in your life, that's something that's very common. At least I hear that among my girlfriends Mm -hmm. and yet it's so challenging to speak on it and it's so challenging uh, to even recognize, you know, that, that you're going through that when you're going through that. And at the same time, um, you know, we don't want to be in a victim mentality, which is what I see with you a lot, that you're very much like, okay, this happened to me, whatever it is, whether it's the abuse or that, and how life is happening for me, not to me. And so I think it's important, even if there's anyone hearing this conversation right now, and if you're going through something like that, it's important for us to empower each other. Instead of being, oh my God, you know, I can't believe this, you know. Totally. But I also think that there's a time where you are a victim and you have to go through that to be able to get yourself out of it. You know, it's not appropriate if somebody just left an abusive relationship yesterday to be like, stop being a victim and move on with yourself. Like, this is all here for you, right? So we have, um, you know, we all have our own timeline of things that we're going to do. You know, for me, it's like, that was just who I was. Like, I wanted... I I knew that I had to get myself out of it to move my life forward. That that's like ingrained in me. There's a lot of people that aren't that way and everybody has to go through their own like grieving process, but I never want to be the person that is like, you know, get over it and like move on with yourself. Um, And we, it's like a balance of having the compassion, but there comes a point where it's like, okay, you're allowed to be the victim for a little while, but then you also get to decide like, okay, hey, it's time to stop and how do I move forward? I never work with anybody that's still stuck in victim mode because if you are still stuck in that victim mentality, like you are not going to be able to get the help. Nobody's going to be able to help you. You have to want the help, right? 
Um, but I do think that it's, it's really important that we have the compassion for that. And, and, you know, one of the most healing things, if we're talking about working with people in that capacity, or even if you're just, you're a friend to somebody and you know that they've been in this relationship and maybe you're sitting there and you're like, why is this person in this relationship? That's crazy. You know, one of the things for me that was really important getting over that and doing my own personal work is like, there's a lot of shame that's held because it's like on some level, um, obviously, you know that it's not right. It's not good. I had always felt and people around me would always think that I'm a very empowered woman, right? Nobody knew that I was in this relationship. Nobody knew that it was happening like that. Like there was a lot of shame that I was holding on to because of it. And of course, there's like, you know, the gaslighting and different things that happen in the relationship. So it's kind of just one big mess um, mm-hmm. internally. But the point is, is that we need to create safe relationships for people. So we have this sort of like shame around it. Like, oh, how could you let this happen? How could you be in that relationship when the statistics are staggering for how many people are in abusive relationships or have been abused at one point or another? Staggering, right? Like (laughs) there's so, it's so common and yet we feel like we can't talk about it because we hold on to shame. And the one thing about shame is it cannot live when you talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. We have to be creating safe relationships for people so that they feel okay enough to be open, to be honest, to be vulnerable so that when they are ready to move forward, you can be there for them. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also love what you brought up about the healing the body and clearing not only the mind, but the body. You know, um, the body remembers. It's something that we know now. The body can hold on to a lot of tensions and things that can happen to you. And so sometimes these energies of abuse or sadness or whatever can really manifest on a very physical level. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I think that's one of the missing pieces sort of in personal development is like there's so much focus on mindset, mindset, mindset. And we forget about the body, but the body is the thing that's going to, to hold on to different experiences. And when, and if I use the word trauma, like I don't even necessarily mean that you have to have been through some form of abuse for trauma. Like tra- everybody has emotional trauma on some level, mm-hmm. every single person that could be, you were five years old and your mom forgot to pick you up at kindergarten, right? She was 10 minutes late, but your five-year-old mind is like, Oh my God, my mom just abandoned me. She's not coming. She's never coming here. Right? So we all have emotional trauma on some level and our body holds on to that. And that will end up manifesting in physical dis-ease in your body. After doing this work for a really long time, like I feel that every illness has some, some form of, you know, spiritual, emotional connection. And if you think about it, I ended up with two autoimmune disorders, one being PCOS, which is the cysts on your ovaries, which um, that is where a lot of women are going to hold on to sexual trauma and physical trauma in our mm-hmm. womb space. So no surprise there. The second one being the hypothyroid. And this is something that is way more common in women than it is in men. And that's because um, from not speaking your truth, Right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no surprise to me after, you know, learning this and just becoming more aware that those are the things that ended up manifesting in my body because of what I had been through. And it doesn't matter how perfect you eat and how much green juice you drink if you aren't doing the work to clear the emotional trauma from from your body, really. Yeah, that that is so true. Um, so I have a few quotes here that I want to run by you that I saw on your Instagram that really mm-hmm. stood out. So one, it's just, you said, um, if you're not experiencing what you desire, you are simply running the wrong program. It is all available to you. So that's very powerful. Can you elaborate a little more on that one? Yeah, totally. So I am really big on one, deciding what you desire and then um, helping people to actually live the life where they're experiencing what they desire. Now, I believe in quantum reality and that essentially means that everything that you can imagine yourself having, everything that you desire is in your mind and heart for a reason. It's because on some level you are experiencing it. So according to quantum theory, like there is no time, no space. Everything is happening in the moment of now. Everything is available now. You are just not the you that can experience it right now. 
So if you are saying to yourself, wow, I can really see myself, you know, having this sort of career or be in this sort of relationship and you aren't experiencing it. What that means is that you essentially are not being the person that has it. And the reason that you may not be being that person is because you are not running the right program. And what I mean by that is we are, we're kind of like computers and we say programmed, you can deprogram and reprogram like a computer. Mm -hmm. So essentially our subconscious mind is wide open from the time we're zero to seven years old. We take everything that we hear um, as truths. So whoever raised you, whatever you were around, whatever authority figures that you had in your life, you take whatever they say and believe to be your truths and what you say and believe. So if we want to talk about like, let's say money, right? Let's say that you desire to make a whole lot of money, but here you are and you sit there and you're broke and you're like, well, you know, I want this money, Kelly, but I'm like, I'm not able to make it. And it's because you are running the programs of somebody who is broke. Now, what you need to do is clear out that past, clear out that programming that you picked up in your childhood, that you picked up from anybody that you saw as an authority figure, and then reprogram to the mindset of somebody who is experiencing that level of monetary success. Wow. That's a, that's really interesting. That's a really cool, cool thing. Thank you for sharing that. So I have a few more for you. Is that okay? Totally. <laughs> okay, so this is fun. Um, the question is not if you can, but if you will. Mm. Yeah. So that to me is, again, it's sort of like, and I think when I wrote that, I was thinking in the context of healing. And it's kind of relevant to what we were talking about before. When people, you know, work, say, let's say somebody comes to me and they want to work with me. They're like, you know, I've done this, 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 and this, and this, and all of these things and nothing works. And what I see a lot of times happens with people that have been through some really rough stuff in their life, or, you know, maybe they have physical disease is that they make that part of their identity. Like they make it they hold on to it so much and so strong and they make it who they are. So they are really terrified to release it because they know that if they release it, then they actually don't know who they are anymore. Mm -hmm. So they say that they want to do all these things, but the number one thing that is actually going to get you to the point where you are fully healed or where you have, let's say, healed these diseases. Like if you're talking about autoimmune disorders, right? According to Western medicine, there is no cure for that. Um, they want to put you on medication for the rest of your life, right? There's no cure. There's no cause. It just mm -hmm. is. That's according to Western medicine. Now, um, and I'm somebody who's been in Western medicine before I started this whole journey, I was a nurse. So I'm very, very knowledgeable on both sides as far as that goes. And the number one thing is not, you know, can you do this? It's will you? And you get to decide, I will heal this. This won't be my story anymore. I will. That in itself, making that decision to say, oh, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe I can do that. Oh, that's one energy. And it's a whole nother energy to say, no, I'm ready to leave this behind. I will heal. I will do this. I will do that. There's two completely different energies. So of course we all have that potential, but it's a matter of, will you step into that yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this one has to do with that one too, which says, uh, you said there will always be someone that doesn't see your worth. So don't let that person be you. Yeah. I mean, I think that on some level, as humans, we all are going to struggle with self-worth at some point. Like, I don't know one person who hasn't had the fear that in some capacity, like, that they are not enough, right? Like, that's one of the most common human fears that has been a through line for every single person that I've ever worked with. And, you know, anybody I've ever really spoken to on some level, they think that they are not enough to have or do or be whatever it is that they desire. And there's always going to be like that and that context can be like, it could be many things, right? But you have to know your worth above all else. And when I say worth, like your worth is inherent. Like there's nothing that you have to do to prove your worth. There's nothing that you have to be to prove your worth. Like we have this weird concept that, you know, oh, I have to be this or I have to be perfect or I have to do this. I have to do that. 
And, you know, the reality is, is that you're worthy just by being walking around on this planet. Like you are worthy of everything that you desire. There's no, there's not like, if I'm a good enough person, if I do this enough, or if I'm nice enough to this person, I see it a lot in relationships. Um, you know, where women, it's like they work so hard and they have to be this perfect person and do everything and do all this stuff to, you know, prove that they are worthy of receiving the love. And the thing is, is like that guy's never going to see your worth because you are not seeing your worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you know your worth so much in your own, in your own mind, body, and soul, then you don't have to put up with any of that. You just move on. It's cool. Not everybody's going to see your worth and that's fine because they, that's them having their own personal stuff to do. But when you have your own worth and you know that life becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah. I love this idea that you don't have to prove your worth to anyone because you know, you are born whole and you are perfect exactly the way you are. Of course, you know, we can always improve and we're, always all of us uh, learning and listening to podcasts and looking at awesome things that we can do to improve ourselves. But ultimately, also embracing who you are is very, very powerful. And as is, you know, and like you said, like, I see a lot of women doing that as well. A lot of my clients with uh, man, the whole relationship with men and women, sometimes it can get very, um, you know, cloudy and just very kind of complicated. But also, I wanted to ask you this since we're on this topic. I also see a lot of um, single women nowadays kind of struggling, especially, again, some women that I work with, with the dating scene. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. things have changed and with all the apps and all the online. So this is a theme I sort of explore somehow. So if you're like a woman in your, say, your 20s or 30s or even 40s or whatever age, really, and you're out there and you're just putting yourself out there and you're really kind of not getting what you're hoping for or what you want. Do you have any advice for someone like that? Or maybe it has to do with the programs. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, one I would say is that it all starts with you and how you are treating yourself. Um, you set the standard for how everybody else is going to treat you. And, um, I'm also really big on the idea that we set what we are available for. And most people live their life allowing and just accepting what comes, right? And there's a a definite difference between accepting and allowing versus deciding what you are available for and then becoming unavailable for everything that is not that. And that is power. And especially if you're a woman who's going to want to start dating, it's like, you decide what it is that you desire in a partner. How do you desire to feel? How do you desire to be treated? What kind of communication do you want? Um, What kind of things do you want to experience together? And then become available for that and only that. And the way that you do that is to one, treat yourself at that level already. And then two, be in the energy of that person that already has that thing. So if you're desiring to have a relationship and you know you know how you want to feel in that relationship and you want to feel the love and you want to feel whatever it is, sit in the space of feeling those feelings like you already have it already. Yeah. And then yeah. allow that to come into you by being available just for that. And then you put it into practice by literally saying no. Everything not that thing. You do not settle. You state what you're available for. You become an energetic match for it. And you say no to everything that is not that. And you also have to check, like check your energy. Number one, check your language. You know, I see so many women be like, there's no good men out there. Oh, these yes, dating apps are that's, crap. That's something I hear. Or, oh, they, there's no good man. They don't call me back. Or, you know, people are yeah. like this, but okay, so what's going on there? Right. And that's, and then like it said, it all starts with you and your beliefs. Like, and if you're somebody who's been through a lot of really bad relationships, you probably need to do some clearing of some resentments that you have. You probably need to do some forgiveness work with yourself, with your body, with, you know, with healing that relationship, like the relationships of the past so that you can heal yourself so that you can become available for the relationship that you desire. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this. This is so valuable. And so now let's look at the ones that, you know, the couples, people who are already in a couple and things are going um, good. And maybe, but you do want to also 
you know, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, once you're in a couple, it doesn't mean like, you know, it's, it's a, it's like it ends there. The work continues, right? So how can we grow once you are in that situation that now you have a partner, you're with a partner, how can you, you know, you're struggling because maybe what are the things that you can do to keep it excited, keep it moving, keep it growing, especially people have been together for a long time, you know, so how can we keep it fresh? Any tips on that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, to me, I think it's important that you guys share similar values and really checking in with each other and like what those values are. Like I'm somebody who really values, really values growth. And I couldn't be with somebody who also didn't similarly value that. So I think you have to have an idea of what's really important to you in life. And then it becomes a matter of like communication. Like what are you needing? Like what are your core needs? Are you being met there? Like is the relationship meeting those needs? Like do you have check-ins with each other? You know, I'm really big on my relationship. I'm like checking in. What do you need from me? Like what, what can I do? Like let's check in with each other. Like what do I need? This is what I need from you. What do you need from me? If you want to have a good relationship, it doesn't you know, you have to do, it's not like work, like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so much work to have this relationship, but it takes like that checking in and communication and really the willingness to be open, honest and vulnerable on like the work that you both have to do. And I think that really just starts with like being able to communicate openly, like in the moment of things happening and being able to have those like really uncomfortable conversations instead of letting things just pass by. Um, I think a lot of relationships run into trouble because they don't openly communicate the issues that they're having and they let it kind of just fester inside because they're afraid to maybe rock the boat. Um, And then what ends up happening is like you build up like a like a mini resentment every time that 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 thing that you don't like happens, but you haven't talked about it. And then you end up building these resentments with each other. And then that's where you end up running into issues. So I think open, honest communication is like the number one thing for me that really helps in relationships. And then like a lot of people haven't done the self-awareness piece to see what it is that they truly desire. So I think, again, it all starts with you, like discovering what your values are, what your desires are. And then, okay, this is what I value. This is what I desire. Like, how are we going to like make this happen together? How are we going to step into a space where we're both getting what we need out of this? And I think it's important too to, to really have those connection talks And I like to say that if you are in a relationship where you feel like you can't be open, honest, and connecting with somebody, you're probably not in the right relationship. Mm -hmm. I know I certainly don't want to be in a relationship where I feel like I can't express myself and be myself. Um, And if you've never done that before, sometimes it just takes having that talk of like, hey... I, I would really like to talk to you openly about something and it's really uncomfortable for me to do that, but I'm going to try my best and starting conversations like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that the communication piece is one that um, it's definitely, you know, people need to understand that sometimes it's important to have the the conversations, even if they're uncomfortable, so that you can each express and check in with yourself. So I know a couple that what they do is that they have this thing that's called couples goals. And they meet like, you know, every almost every week or every other week and they check in with themselves and see, OK, these are my personal goals. These are my part. And what what are the goals that we have together as a couple? And then reevaluating them, seeing, you know, where you're going, because that's important because it's also another one that you could be if you don't do any of that communication work. Then before you know it, three, four years pass. And then when you're looking at each other and you kind of feel like you know, you're not, you sort of grew apart or there's a lack of communication because of fear, but you express that very well. And, um, and I think that that's something that's important too, you know, because, um, a deeper level of understanding too. It's like, for me, it's, I, you know, I, I'm not looking for a relationship to complete me and like be this one ideal. I think, you know, that's sort of toxic, um, thinking mm-hmm. where we we're going to meet this one person, they're going to be absolutely everything to us. They're going to be the one, and you know everything's going to be amazing. You know, I approach my relationships like this is here for me again to grow, to learn, to love as deep as possible. And if it lasts forever, cool. And if it doesn't, 
cool. Like this is, this is what it's here for. I'm here for all of it. I want to feel everything. I want to feel all of the highs and all of the lows. And I'm not going to stop myself from doing that out of fear that it might be wrong to say this or that. I'm going to express myself completely and I'm going to approach life in that way and then just see what happens. <laughs> and that experiment has actually served me really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool approach. So if you don't make a choice, life will make choices for you. I think this can piggybacks on what you're saying too. I love mm-hmm. that one as well. I love that quote that you have it's because yeah. that, um, if you're not conscious, you know, and if you're not actually making choices and decision, creating healthy boundaries and so on, I think it's very easy again to just be on this roller coaster that before you know it, you know, it, it's a snowball and, and things are just happening to you. And so, and then it's kind of like you look and you say, oh my God, this is my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that again goes back to, am I going to accept things into my life or am I going to decide what I'm available for? And that that's really that if you don't make that decision, then you are just going to get whatever life throws at you. So there's two ways to approach life where it's like you're the conscious co-creator with life and working with the universal energy, or you're somebody who's just taking life on as it comes and kind of like going through the motions and just like waking up and not really thinking about anything, not having a vision, not having any goals and just living your life. Or you're choosing to become a conscious co-creator where you decide this is what I'm working towards. This is what I get to have. And that's it. So do you feel that the transition between those two and just something that I've been thinking about, if somebody is, you know, was one and I was becoming the other, like that bridge can somehow sometimes be challenged or it's something that you just have to be okay going through it. And what I mean by that is maybe you're going to cut some relationships, some friendships, some family, you know, if you're becoming a new version of yourself, because you finally understood that, what you're saying. And so is that transition can be challenging? It can be smooth? Like, how does one navigate, you know, through that? Yeah. So I think this can be a big transition for some people. Um, and you, you do go through a period. Like, when you're changing and you're growing, you are going to go through a period of loneliness where you feel like, oh gosh, my friends don't really understand me anymore. My family doesn't get it. I don't feel connected to this person anymore. And essentially what's happening is when you decide to become a co-creator, when you, uh, you know, more or less are having sort of a spiritual awakening, or maybe you start to realize like, hey, it's not just me living this life. There's something else here. There's something else. There's something bigger than me. And I'm more connected to that. And you go through the through that process of connecting to that, what's actually happening is that you are physically raising the vibration of your of your body, of your soul. And when that's happening is like we, but you know, the law of attraction, everybody, you know, kind of says like, Oh, what you think about you, you get, no, the law of attraction has to do with the vibration, what you are vibrating at, you're going to get right. Mm -hmm. So essentially when you're not aware and you have lower consciousness, you're vibrating at a certain level. So again, you're just in that place of accepting, allowing whatever comes, whatever comes. And then now it's like, okay, I'm becoming a little more conscious. I understand that, okay, if I desire this thing and I really think about it and I feel like I already have it, maybe it'll show up in my life. You start to experience more, you know, miracles, like more coincidences, you know, more things that just seem to happen and go your way, right? And you're actually raising your vibration. And now all of the things that are not vibrating with you are no longer going to feel good. So those people that were in your life when you were vibrating at that lower place, they're not going to feel good to hang around with anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go through that period of time where you're feeling really lonely, where you're feeling like, Hey, maybe I feel a little bit crazy right now. You know, like maybe I feel like I don't even know what's <laughs> going on anymore. Yeah. And you know, you have to just be okay in that transitionary period and know that it's temporary while you align with the new things that you are making yourself available for. And I think where people lose track is that they, they don't, really have, you know, a defining vision. And to me, that has, that has to be number one. You know, if you're in a position right now where you're like going through that transition and you're just like, I really don't have people in my life that understand me. If that's what you desire, feel the feelings of already having people in your life that, that understand you, you know, envision yourself having a great group of friends and friends that you can meet up with and, and get that and want to talk about the same things as you. You don't want to be focused on what you don't have. You want to be focused on, you know, what it is that you are creating. 
Yeah, wow, that's so good. Thank you. And so this one, the next one is the last one I have for you. And this is one that really touches me um, for so many reasons. So uh, I guess it's a quote, you reposted this quote from Alex Miles. Mm -hmm. And it says, shout out to all the men going through a lot. Uh, with no one to turn to because this world wrongly taught our males to master emotions and that strong means silence. So I, I completely agree, couldn't agree more. I actually interviewed someone for this podcast. You might know Preston Smiles. He lives in Los Angeles as well. And he dedicated a whole uh, video. I think you guys got, that are listening can see it on YouTube. It's, I believe it's called Boys Don't Cry. But there's so much about this in this culture. I mean, we were talking a lot about women and empowering women. But, you know, also I see so much about the man. And I think this ties with the relationships, too, and the communication that men are taught many times, especially here in the South of the United States, probably a lot of places else as well, that it's not okay to express your emotions. And so oh, what okay. happens with that is that you begin to bottle that, you know, and it's it's really um, a disturbing, you know? Yeah, and well, and for me, it was kind of important to do a little shout out to the men because I do work with women. I'm always talking about women and, <laughs> yeah. and obviously, you know, like... It's, it's not just, you know, it's the whole society, really. I mean, there's plenty of women that shove down their emotions, too, because we got told, like, oh, you're too emotional, you're this or that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to men, it's like we have, you know, we still have this idea of, like, being that strong male figure, and you have to be the strong one, and you have to be this. And women, I know many, plenty of women that have a hard time accepting men's vulnerability because they're still in that, what I call the wounded feminine state where they're looking for this man figure to save them and to be all of this masculine things for them because they're in that wounded energy. When in reality, it takes like that really empowered feminine energy to be able to meet that empowered masculine energy that's in touch with his feelings and can express them openly and honestly without feeling like he's going to be attacked for having them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, it's really important to create that safe space for men to be able to look at them and say, you're human. You know, we have this idea that men and women are so different. Like women are way overly emotional and men are just these stoic beings. And it's not true. We're actually really, really similar. And men hurt just as much as women hurt, but they are not, you know, we just express it in different ways because of societal conditioning. Mm -hmm. I think if we didn't have these ideas on who a woman is supposed to be or who a man is supposed to be, we would find out that we express things really, really similarly. Um, especially when it comes to emotions and feelings. It's just that we don't give a lot of space for the men to be able to do that and to do that safely and to be held. So I like to just remind men, like if you're in my space, if you're in my area, like you can be who you are in all aspects of who you are and you're going to be accepted here and you're going to be loved here. Yeah. And there's no shame for that. You know, there's no shame for if you're a man or a woman that you're suppressing that and you're expressing your emotions. There's no shame I think, the, but also there, there, there needs to be a, um, a holding space for that. So maybe it's a co-creation, you know, we are responsible as much as they are. We are also responsible, um, with the people in our life to create that safe space. Like you said, um, with the emotions, it's kind of a fine line too, because at the same time, you know, you spoke about women who can also be overly emotional and I know that I've, I think I've seen something you said that too. And I work with this too, that at the same time that, yes, I'm all about feeling and, and getting in touch with your feelings and all that also under, to not be ruled by your emotions, especially as a woman. And I know I'm kind of gender, um, you know, of making a very broad statement because it could be anywhere, but it, it's also important to not kind of clunch on the emotion thing that you are everything that you're feeling at all times, because that too can kind of, you know, uh, take over your life in a way. Totally. And I talk a lot about a concept that I call, uh, you know, um, emotional, like emotional sobriety, where we're having this, we have an emotion that comes to us. And the thing is, it's like emotions are energy in motion. They don't really mean anything. They only mean what we assign them to mean. So let's say something happens and you catch, you it triggers you and you instantly go back you start feeling these feelings and you're having this emotion and it's bubbling up inside of you. And 
I'm, I'm somebody who I like, I like to feel something and then I decide if I'm, if, if this is just going to be coming or going or if it means something, you know, if we actually just felt our emotions, they last for like 30 seconds. But what happens is, is like we freak out or we perpetuate or we make them mean something and we're all stuck up in our head and the emotion turns into the feeling and the feeling ends up turning into something else. Right now it's like, I look at something when it arises and I'm like, okay, is this actually just something triggered something within me that happened before and it really has nothing to even do with this situation? Or do I actually need to be upset about this? Or do I need to feel this way? Or does it make sense that I feel this way? Right. But I check in with myself. Like I check in with, does this, does this actually need to be addressed or can I just let this feeling come and let it go? So it's really good that you're able to sort of become the observer and to really kind of have a discernment from that state. Are there anything that you, you do particularly in your life for yourself, such as going into nature or anything, any rituals that you do or mornings to bring you into the space of more centeredness and groundness to deal with all that? Yeah, I'm really big in like getting in my body. So I love like a morning dance. Like I love to put on some music and just like get in touch with myself and say hello, wake up parts of my body that might be still sleeping and um, just really like feel into the presence of me. Mm -hmm. That's something that I love doing. I'm also big into meditating. Um, I think that it's really important to sort of quiet that mind, to get in touch with the intuition and, you know, really get into, I love working with the wombs, the womb energy. So really grounding myself into the womb energy and like allowing my intuition to grow there. Those are some of my favorite things. I love being in nature too. I don't think like uh, to me, it's like anytime I have sort of anything where I'm feeling like not creative or not feeling like doing anything, I'm like, I'm going to go on a hike. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your days like now? I know that when we uh, saw each other in New Orleans, we both talked about working online um, Mm -hmm. via Zoom. So you still see clients via Zoom? I do. I teach group programs via Zoom. I see my clients all via Zoom. Um, And, you know, that's where you can really find me a lot of the times doing that. I have me, you know, my Facebook community. I'm on Instagram a lot, you know, all the places. So what is, because I also... I also teach a lot of women how to start businesses and different things. So what do you feel that is the power of, say, for example, seeing someone on Zoom? I think there's still some kind of stigma. Sometimes people only want to meet in person. And, you know, I do both, too. I still I still see some people in person, but mostly Zoom. I would say 90% of my uh, everything is on Zoom. And sometimes I get some resistance to that. Uh, what are, I guess my question to you is, what do you feel are the benefits of this online platforms, whether it's Zoom or Skype or whatever? Well, to me, it's like I have clients all over the world. You know, I have clients in Europe. I have clients in Canada. I I live in California. So um, to me, I think it's really obviously limiting to only be in your community for client work. And um, to me, it's like I can do the same work with you in person or online, like if you want to come and, you know, do some work in person, that's okay. It's just going to be a much bigger investment um, because of that sort of commitment. That's just how I do my business. Like I think business should feel good and it should be whatever you, whatever feels good to you. So if it feels really, really good to do stuff in person and that's what you desire to do, go for it. That's not what I desire to do. You know, and to me, like I, again, I have what I'm available for and I'm going to say no to everything that isn't that. So that's just how I approach it. And it's like, if you are a client of mine and you have the resistance to doing the work on Zoom, that's, that's fine. Like you can work with somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, but I think that also the, the ones that at least what I have seen that had the resistance and then, you know, did a session online, uh, realized that, you know, there's not much, you, you still gain everything, you know, there's not, there's not anything lost. And in fact, is actually very, I've, I find all of my uh, online sessions very productive and really awesome. So um, I'm, I really love the progression of all that and the freedom that these online platforms has created in my life. And as well as in honestly, my clients' lives too. It's, it's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything anything better. And then, you know, doing group programs online, it's like I, you know, creating communities with women from all over the world that are now friends that would never have been friends had it not been for that online community. So I think it's great. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I feel the same way. So that's so that those are your offerings now. Do you do any online courses or anything like that? Yeah, I have different offerings all of the time. So, you know, like currently I'm running um, my Women Unleashed program, which is a group program. Um, I have, you know, different offerings at different times, depending on what I am launching or putting out into the world. So anything else you'd like to share with our community, with our audience, or are we good? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think for me, like the main message is just, No matter what you have been through in your life, no matter what has happened, no matter what has transpired, it's really all here serving you. And when you decide to become that co-creator and decide what your life is going to be, that's when you're going to make the biggest shifts. So if you can just get yourself um, to the point where you realize like, I know you're feeling that pull, like maybe I want something different for my life. Maybe I want something better for my life. That pull is there for a reason. That intuitive hits that you get that maybe you should go this way instead of going that way. That's what you need to follow, that calling. And you do that and you live a magical life. All right, Miss Kelly. So how can anyone get a hold of you? What are the best places to go? Uh, so the best way to, I am on Instagram, you can find me at Miss MS Kelly Kristen. You can catch me on Facebook. I am in the middle of switching names. So by the time this podcast comes out, it will probably be the Woman Unleashed community on Facebook. Uh, I do have my own podcast as well. And you can catch me at the Woman Unleashed podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Kelly Kristen. KellyKristen.co is my website. I'm literally everywhere. So if you want to find me, it's very easy. Well, thank you so much for all of this uh, amazing tips and all of the knowledge. And it was really awesome to speak to you. And thank you for being here in Life on Earth and sharing all of your stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Miss Kelly Kristen. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and that it inspired you as much as it has inspired me. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. If you love Life on Earth content, share the love. Give us a five-star review. That means so much to me. Thank you, guys. Want to work closer with me? I'm launching my all-new, all-redone website, ready to go, nataliecrod.com. Go to the members portal, scroll down, and check out all of the members-only exclusive content. I am super looking forward for this new expression out onto the planet, onto what I'm doing. I have a lot that I want to share on the membership side. There's a few different options, and I hope that you can join me there. Also, you can connect with me on Instagram. It's a great place. My Instagram is at Natalie Kra. I would love to continue connecting with you guys and I'm super looking forward to our next episode. Have an amazing day wherever you are. Ciao, ciao.